post. It's a good delivery, and Kizzy's there, and it's in! Joe Kizzy! And Jacob Greaves has touched it in! Good evening, welcome back to the Anytime Notebook. We are here every single week. Market card for the weekend across the EFL, set piece threats, rampaging wingbacks, forward thinking, holding midfielders, every single one of them gets a warm welcome in the pages of the Anytime Notebook. Regular listeners, welcome back. New listeners, great to have you on board. Joining me as always, John Bywater. John, good evening. Good evening, Gav. Do we ever put up a holding midfielder? Just listening to that, um, that intro. Not since um, our man at Burton, Ossolaja. Do we, do we oh, count yeah, him as a good holding idea. midfielder-ish? Yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah, there good we go. point. Yeah. Well remembered by me there. No, John, another <laughs> good shout. Another good shout to you with Tilly last weekend. Um, <sighs> fully a, paid up member yeah. of the James Tilly fan club. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is now a James Tilly podcast. Um, yeah, it was a bit bit frustrating though, wasn't it? I mean... You can't, I mean, uh, Joel Randall could have had two in the first 10 minutes. The double, uh, the double could have copped really early, couldn't it? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's sh- a shame. Well, you shouldn't say it should have, but it was, it was, you got a good run for the money with the double, but Absolutely. at least Tilly did, did score towards the end. Uh, most productive game yet. And good old Jay Rich Bagalu was very well backed on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, first, was sort of went off very short, was um, quite threatening as well. So not too bad, not too bad. A weekend where uh, Gillingham won 1-0 again. Crew came back from two down again. We spoke at length about the Stevenage-Reading game. I think the Nathan Thompson-Red card just about did for Stevenage during that game. I think it pretty level up until that point. Wigan were rampant, weren't they, against Bolton? Mm. We might not. Um, be too hard on Bolton considering we were, you know, we're going to play very well. And I watched that game on what was it, Saturday lunchtime, Southampton, Plymouth. They looked, um, Southampton looked assured, didn't they? Lots of huff and puff from Plymouth and got excited at various times. But Southampton struck me as the type of side to get the job done relatively easily on more than one occasion. Uh, John, we, we will head into this week's selections. I think we've got all bases covered. Something, something for everyone. All shapes and sizes, all ages, across all three divisions within the Football League. Uh, should we start off with the Championship? We're, we are, unlike us, we are Championship heavy this weekend. We certainly are. Um, I'm not sure we got any veterans actually this week, but um, I'm sure I'll mention one of them at some point. In Just me and some you. of these notes. Yeah, we'll oh yeah, we're the, we're the only veterans on the show. <laughs> you, can't, you can't back us, thankfully. Um, championship. Now, yeah, the the Sunday game nobody is talking about interests me. It is Watford against Blackburn. Uh, yeah, don't get too excited, everybody. <laughs> Um, doesn't really scream as of a classic at this early stage of the season, but there's a player in here for Watford. Uh, the first point of the show from my end is Ryan Andrews at 22 to one. Um, been looking, he's been interesting since the first game of the season, really. But the reason I've selected him here is Blackburn, uh, very thin defensively, they've got a few injuries. Um, Picker in the left back is suspended. The natural replacement, Batty, who's a youngster, missed last week, injured, and looks like he won't be back. 
Uh, looks like Callum Britton, who will come in at left back, bit of a forgotten name. Uh, always been better going forward, capable player, but not the best defensively. Um, so that will be a direct link up against um, my man, uh, Ryan Andrews. Uh, Rovers have been linked with Danny Bath and um, old friend of the show, Ross Sykes, this week. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we want to see Ross Sykes. Oh, I don't want to see him back. Yeah. Um, they both seem sensible signings, but the. It must be said that Dom Hyam and Hayden Carter are looking quite a good partnership um, from what I've seen. He's having a, Basel. he's getting on yeah. the end of a few chances, Carter, isn't he? Yeah, so, he's, he, he's someone I'm interested in as well, but yeah. um, we can't back them all, Gav. Um, <laughs> I've got this quote from um, Ismail about Ryan Andrews, which is one of those uh, half and half quotes. Uh, I don't know how many times Ryan Andrews got blocked. In the last two games, every time he gets in the opponent's penalty area, he gets blocked. His decision-making needs to improve. He's very young, only 18, um, because we're starting to see the same pattern, but I will continue to work with him. Uh, hardly a glowing endorsement, but <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm reading it out loud, but he does, keep, <laughs> he does keep playing and he does keep getting into the opposition area. He's very forward-thinking. If anything, he, he loves a shot from too far out, but he has, had, uh, he has had two what I would class as good chances this season. Um, and just really with this slight left-side Blackburn issue they look to have this weekend, I think... Uh, Ryan Andrews is worth a go. I would say this doesn't look like a goal fest in any way on paper, so I wouldn't really put anyone off just playing the first and last goal scorer, but this is called the Anytime Goal Scorer Podcast. So we will stick with Ryan Andrews at 22 to 1, one point win. We could uh, we could rename it the first goal scorer each way <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the, two, the two plus the the multis, yeah, a bit of a long name, though, isn't it? That's right. Um, I love it. Something to something to tickle our fancy on a on a boring Sunday afternoon. Uh, Watford Blackburn with some goal scorer interest as well. Um, I funny. I first arrived at the championship as as well this weekend, which is not somewhere I normally do. I'm surprised this one got through really at the price, considering. Southampton have been on the telly twice already. Look, I know Jack Stevens hasn't scored for four years. But, you know, someone who hasn't scored for four years sounds exactly the type, like the type of player we've yeah. been putting up. But it, it surely can't be long now. Big chance in each of his three opening games. Like I said most people would have seen him on the telly. He's had a goal scramble he just couldn't put away against Sheffield Wednesday. Followed up with two big headers from set pieces against Norwich and Peterborough. Southampton at QPR this weekend still looks like a great spot. QPR, like they might have improved, but still, you know, already given chances up to what Cameron Burgess and Ipswich last weekend. McGuinness had a had a good effort in the win at Cardiff, um, and he ran Serie Alta at, at Watford in the opening day defeat with that a chance as well. So, you know, a team that's playing well, a team that should be pretty dominant. I thought Jack Stevens, despite a terrible goal scoring record, but you know, like we both said. Just only playing bits and pieces over the last few years. I thought the 16s at Skybet was extremely mm. fair. So one point for me on Jack Stevens, 16 to 1 for Southampton. We're still not done with the championship yet, John, because you've got a selection as well. We love the champ. This is a um this is a real recency bias one, but the price is there, so I'm happy to have a, a small selection on. It's uh, Joe Roden at 33 to 1, 0.5 points win for Leeds at Ipswich. 
everybody loves Ipswich apart from me and Gav. Um, <laughs> and it's already looking like we're wrong because um, the market on game day especially is telling you that the the big boys who control the market absolutely love Ipswich and they're probably rated already, I think, in the top three sides mm-hmm. in, in the league. So we, we may have got that wrong, but there's a long way to go. Um, Leeds, on the other hand, they seem to have a lot of negativity around them, but considering the huge list of injuries and players that are refusing to play, I think I think they've done okay. Uh, and I like the way Daniel Farks addressed things. Um, I've noticed this week he's welcomed back two players into the fold who said they wouldn't play. Um but he's just a straight talker, and that was a that was a great interview. That was a great press conference. Yeah, yeah that I saw today. You know, if if you ever wanted to get an idea about his mindset and the mentality that he's bringing, hey, that was um, yeah, bringing back um, I think Nonto, wasn't it? Who come in and said he'd made a mistake, and fair enough, give him yeah. a second chance, and yeah, yeah, I think that's at the moment it, he's got less choice because the squad is very stretched. Mm. Um, but as you've mentioned to me today, it looks like they're going to sign Joel Pirro. So that should give them a big lift and a few things saying that might be done in time for the weekend. So um, anyway, going back to Joe Roden, came in on loan before last weekend, immediately looked a threat, two efforts from set plays. It's early days, but this is a bit banging the drum like last season. Ipswich are, not sorry, not like last season, I'm getting confused with Bolton. Ignore that, listeners. Um, Ipswich are actually fifth top of the expected goals considered from set plays table in the championship, but yet to do so. Now, take it with a pinch of salt. We're only a few games in, but I still think the goalkeeper position with Christian Walton missing is a potential weakness. Um, So I may be clutching at straws there, but it's basically at at the price. um, I can't really let Joe Roden go off on back. So, 0.5 0.5 points win or half a point win in normal language. Joe Rogan, 33 to 1. I keep thinking you're saying Joe Rogan. Yes. He'd love our numbers. Don't worry about that. <laughs> we'll send him an affiliate link. He'll be, he'll be more than great. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, share some of our income. Done with and dusted. Absolutely. That's a championship done and dusted. Three solid selections in there that make up um, just just the opening bit. If you're enthused already, listeners, hey, we've still got two divisions to go through, John. So we head into uh, we head into League One. Um, Yeah, I didn't find much. I don't think you you fancied much either. Interesting point about looking at kind of goals expectancy in your notes, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I've seen it mentioned in a few places in the last few days. Um, I don't know how much you're really into it at this stage, but if you just look at the overview of the the goals per game, in the, uh, for example, in the Championship, it's 2.81, which is up on last year. In League Two, it's just over three, which is a long way up on last year. Uh, league One, it's the only league where it's slightly down, 2.25. Um, obviously, with the extra minutes and um, the extra time that's being played, that that's the reason why, in thi- uh, common sense, says it should they should all be going up a little bit. I've seen a few things, and a few people have mentioned about there's a lot of t- there's a lot of like conflicting styles in League One, but I think it's way too early to say that. I mean, we're a few games in, so I'd be. 
I'd be pretty amazed if either the, the Champion League two totals didn't come down a little bit or League One didn't go up a bit. But it's just worth mentioning. Um, I just didn't really like the look of the the games this week in League One. Uh, I thought, what about a mention for forgotten notebooker because he's not playing, Sean Raggett, who scored Ooh. twice in midweek. Um, Sean Raggett. I'm sure the Sean Raggett brace has been on uh, our list yes. at least once or twice over the last few years. Sadly, <laughs> not this week. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned it once about seven years ago. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the second goal. What a screamer. He I just didn't smashed, see it. I did hear uh, about it, but yeah. Yeah, he just smashed it in. It was like, like Pele. Not like Pele, probably scoring like that. Um, I can't see how he's going to break up the uh, very solid-looking Regan-Paul-Shaughnessy partnership. Um, Gillingham are sniffing round Raggett because they, they need another defender. Um, <laughs> but he, he says that he says he will stay and he'll get back in the side. He's that determined type, so I don't think he's going to leave. But I thought I'd just mention him on the odd chance he ever gets a game in the league. Regan Paul hit the post last week, I think, didn't he? Nearly, um, nearly yeah, opened his account. He's for one, of, one of your favourites, so he was, wasn't he? Very much so, yeah. He's, uh, I think Portsmouth fans, certainly the, the Hancock analysis and Portsmouth fans on uh, on Twitter, they enjoy they watching Regan Paul yeah. do his stuff. Yeah, very much so. Uh, another, a, a, you know, a, a young defender who, you know, can only aspire to Sean Raggett type um, That's right. notebook accolades uh, might be young uh, Charlie Hughes, John, who gets your vote of confidence again. Yeah, we uh, we do like a repeat on this show. Uh, more repeats than the BBC, <laughs> someone once said. Um I don't. I, I just can't leave him again this week, mainly because Wigan Barnsley just looks like the highest goal line in League One. Mm. Um, in fact, it is, but you can see why. Uh, I don't think anyone could have expected Wigan to get a four at Bolton, and it was a little bit. I thought I was a bit flattering, but they were good. Um, Barnsley at this stage highly flattered by that seven 0 win over Port Vale. Um, which is masking them a little bit, but they're making plenty of individual errors at the back. Mm. Um, I'm not, but they've still got that odd glimpse of attacking quality in the squad where I can see a lot of goals in this game. Uh, uh, as I said, Wigan are four games out of four, over two and a half goals. Barnsley have shipped six against Posh and Oxford recently. Bit simplified thinking, but. The goal line is high here, and uh, rightly so. Uh, Wigan's second of the very early set play table, uh, thanks to our friends, our friend the analyst, as we we mentioned when we remember to. And just a simple case of Charlie Hughes, sixteen to one in this spot, I think is fair enough. So one point win, Charlie Hughes. I like that. I wonder if there are a few heads being turned. All that business might not be done at Barnsley just yet, right? Um, kitchen yeah. could be on his way. Styles is in for, you know, people might be in for him as well. So, um, yeah, perhaps business not done yeah. at Barnsley. Um, I've got a, I like Exeter um, in League One. I think it's plenty a bit oh. under the radar, I don't know, early in the season, but lots to like about their start. D- notebook favourite, another notebook favourite, Dimitri Mitchell. Oh. So he's, he's not priced up like a left wing back these days, but I thought no. there's still some juice in the fives against Reading. I'm not going to put that up. I'm going to, I'm going to take a note. A small little note out of your book, and I'm going to put um, Dimitri Mitchell up for two plus at fifties um, for this weekend. Um, he started in the two behind Sam. How do you say? Is it Numbay? 
Sam number? In the, whatever it is. But um, no idea. I just, no, number, number. Yeah. Oh, it was nice of me to ask, wasn't it? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, you always ask me because I always get them right. That's good. <laughs> so, so he started in the two. I think he started in, he started in centre midfield the game before that, but he was certainly one of the two um, behind uh, the extra centre forward, we'll say that, in the win against Carlisle last weekend. Get employed plenty forward plenty down the left and arriving late in the box. He scored last weekend, opened his account for the season, but there's a couple of other chances as well. Just like you, John, I'm a sucker for post-match interviews where they talk about, well, I've been, with my ambition, I've been working on scoring more goals in training and being a bit more composed. And that to me is like, oh, okay, you're the only one of the 11 that must be thinking about that. So I'll, um, right. I, I must take that with, with no That's pinch really, of salt whatsoever like and just believe it. Um, the, the, I think the future of Sam Numbe is, is you know, still might have some drama to play out. I don't know whether he's quite going to stay. There's some extra fans still like they're going to get a, a bid in before the weekend, but he doesn't really impact this bet anyway, really. In fact, it gets even better if Exeter do receive a bid because Mitchell has scored a couple of braces in his career already. I'm going to throw a half point dart at Dimitri Mitchell, two plus at 50 to one for a, um, for a, what, a left back, turned left wing back, turned left winger, turned attacking midfielder turned supporting attacker the, 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 the transition is nearly complete we've followed him all the way through his career the least he can do is send us off into the sunset with a 50 to 1 this weekend yeah, he's a good, good player for this level though, isn't he um, I don't know if you saw uh, Paul Simpson the Carl R boss really talked him up after that game he actually should have been sent off he got a very early yellow card um, and I did see that yeah talking about it yeah he thought he was lucky as well when, yeah. Yeah, in the interview. Yeah. It was one of those where normally, like as an away player, you think, mm, you're going to go for that. It wasn't anything particularly bad, but after already being booked. But yeah, Simpson said, oh, it's one of those things and very complimentary of him afterwards. So there we go. I should have, I should have said, I hadn't written in my notes, but now I've 100% confirmed it. Exeter at home to Reading uh, this weekend, which... There's nothing but make me more confident about that that fifty to one. I, don't, I think that's just just about done in League One, John. Unless I'm mistaken. So should we finish off this yeah. um, succinct and, and professional overview of, of EFL football with a with a quick look at League Two? Do you want you've you've got you've got something special, right, for League Two? So shall I go first? Um, well, you say special. It's, uh, <laughs> it could be described as that. Your, yours is probably more interesting. I think I like yours. Um, I don't know. If that's done, nothing to whet the listener's appetite. I don't know what will. <laughs> um, I shall start. Um, I, I can uh, the cu- accumulative minutes that I have spent talking about how Newport aren't very good were put to good use again last week as they demolished Forest Green. Um, <laughs> but sure. I am just going to have one more go. Just trying to like get against Newport, you know, regardless of the opposition. I think the 22 to 1 Omar Sawumni, I think, looked really backable as long as he's recovered from illness. So he he departed just before half time in a 3 0 defeat to Wimbledon last weekend. Fans were saying that was probably one of the worst displays they've seen from, you know, under, under Matt Gray's tenure. So expecting a big response, but check your team news. 
I haven't been able to find out anything about what's going on. A few kind of like fan pages wishing him well, but not too sure. I expect we'll find out in some of the press conferences tomorrow. But even before leaving the field, he's already won two two far post headers from corners, which if you add that to, he missed a guilt-edged chance at Notts County the week before as well, where he's just kind of, he's dropped in the area, he's in the right place, which he's tried to hook it over his shoulder, but it just goes over the bar. But being in the right place in the area is what's the woman he like, does right eight goals for Gromley in the National League campaign last year six foot six 27 year old I watched all of the goals as well they're all good movement from set pieces comfortable with the ball at his feet you know good clinical finisher finisher someone who you can you can back to put a chance away with, within the area um, as I said expect a big reaction from from Matt Gray's side this weekend um, but I thought one point Omar Shawumni as long as he as long as he starts at 22 to 1 Looks a bit out of sync to me, so I shall back it. That's me done, John. What about you? Talk us, talk us through this then. So this is this is this is three players, but who all make up? I mean, they're already calling it. They're already calling it the John Bywater penalty special in the in the rafters. Yeah, so somebody is somewhere. But they're calling they're calling it that on my uh, notepad notes that I'm still using. <laughs> You've actually got another player to mention that I'm not going to let you off. You're going to mention him after this. <laughs> so, uh, okay. oh, sorry about that. I'll start you on the spot. Oh, no, yeah, we've got a. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, you have to. Find, I, I was determined to try and find a way of being against Harrogate. You, you, I think we both saw how many chances Accrington oh, put up terrible. against last week yeah. in, in the wind. Harrogate looked terrible from set pieces. Problem is they've faced Morecambe, who are always way down the list when you're trying to find someone. You could probably... Farron Rawson's probably definitely a runner here at 14s and more more sensible person would have wrote a lot more about Farron Rawson but I decided to to write about Jacob Bedu who's been two years since he scored a goal in fact it's over a year since he's recorded any sort of XG he, 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 he looks like John you've seen him he looks like Remember when we were back in Sam Graham, you know, and we we spoke for for Rochdale, and we just spoke that something's just going to have to go right his way because he looks the most uncomfortable <laughs> in the box when the ball comes over. Yeah. Um, but but absolutely terrible timing because a corner did land on his head in the win of Bradford last Sweet. weekend, <laughs> which immediately means he immediately like goes on my radar. And then you have to keep scrolling down odds check and you realize, Oh my God, 28 to one against the terrible Harrogate defense. You said you weren't going to let me get away with it. So I'll, I'll put up half a point on Jacob Bedu at 28 like to one it. for the dreamers against, uh, against <laughs> Harrogate. How about that? You're happy now. Yes, uh, the, the new <laughs> Golden Graham. That's right. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, well, you, you never know. I mean, like you say, he's against this Harrogate side. I think anyone is worth, worthy of a look at the moment. To Absolutely. Q Farron Rawson hat trick. There we go. <laughs> yes, uh, and uh, someone would have backed it on Twitter. Absolutely. So we uh, we move on to the, uh, this is called the penalty special section, which kind of gives away the... Um, the selections a little bit, but not if you've not been paying attention. <laughs> so the the most obvious game to look at in League Two is Barrow against Wrexham, uh, mainly because Wrexham are just a bit mad and all their games are just going all over the show. I think part of that is because um, they're playing a very high line with a very slow back three. Uh, Bentoza, 
uh, Uwan O'Connell and uh, Will Boyle. Will there Boyle, we go, yeah. put it in the end. Uh, and the wing backs are not defensive in any way. So even though that back three on paper looks very good for League Two, uh, and they've had a uh, hundred and fifty-eight-year-old Ben Foster behind them until this week. You can't, you can't do the sweep. They they really need a sweeper keeper, I think, to to cover that slow back line. Um, I think that's partly why there's been so many goals in their games. Uh, you first look at this game, and I thought all the wrecks and defenders that are likely to start, they're all around 10s or a little bit bigger, were actually quite fair prices. Mm-hmm. But then I reminded myself that Barrow are notoriously stingy at giving up anything, um, especially last season. And they're at it again, Gav. <laughs> they are their bottom of the set play against table at this early stage. Um, however, looking at the general point of the game, they, they've been lucky so far to only concede three in the league. Um According to the analyst, again, they should have conceded over five. Um, and that, when you consider they've played Accrington, very slow start in Stockport and Sutton, that's mm-hmm. hardly a um, that's hardly in a, a massive against a massive attacking forces. So this is going to be a much bigger test for them. Um, the sele- I haven't even mentioned the selection, have I? All right. <laughs> <laughs> if he's still listening, everyone. The selection is Elliot Lee for Wrexham. It's actually a two-point win at seven to two. Now, I was trying to work out the last few weeks when Mullins been out for who was going to be on the Wrexham penalties. It wasn't immediately obvious. Um, I suspected it was between Ollie Palmer, Luke Young, and Elliot Lee. Now, Elliot Lee took and scored one last week with Ollie Palmer on the pitch, so. No reason why he won't be on duty until until Marlin returns. He, he's already scored four goals this season, um, including that penalty. It just seems so obvious here. Uh, I think he should be more of a seven to four, two to one shot. So seven to two is obviously very very good. So we'll have two points win at seven to two, Elliot Lee, and we'll have a points win at the two plus at thirty to one. Excellent. There's one. I've got more to say, haven't I? Oh, there's plenty. (laughs) Keeping up with the theme, this one. Um, Though it is definitely not as cut and dry. And it's an old name who's not that old, who's already my nemesis this season. You called (laughs) this on the first week. And it's uh, Swindon against Crawley. And it's Will Wright, everyone. 14 to 1. One point win. Um, Big cheers going up there. (laughs) He definitely seems to, he just seems to be um, someone who's going to knock away at me. But the the angle to look at here is Dom Telford missed the penalty last week for Crawley. Now, he's now missed two for Crawley. He has scored six, so it's not a terrible record by any means. But I have noticed as well that he's not been finishing the games at all. So whether that is a fitness thing or it's through choice, I think it opens up two possible avenues that, uh, Mr. Wilwright might be on the penalties. He seems the most likely next choice. Um, and at, at the top, at the 14 to 1, he's possibly slightly overpriced anyway with his uh, free kick threat and uh, a little bit of set play threat. Um, it's not a situation where I'll be sure Telford doesn't get another go, but he might not be on the pitch or uh, Wilwright might just grab it because he's a, he's a confident chap, as we saw with that free kick on his debut. So. We'll go for Will Wright at 14 to 1. 
could do with another job. Uh, could you? We got, oh, we've actually got two more, but it's, it's not yeah. who everyone thinks. You'll <laughs> get a mention in a minute. Okay. Uh, I did. I did say this is a penalty-related League Two special. <laughs> um, should I mention Accrington? A bingo, bingo card. Everyone. It's been twenty-seven minutes. So I think you should. I think you should. Yes, sellers in big trouble there. <laughs> Sweating up. Um, Sadly, Sean McConville got a bad injury against Harrogate. Mm. Uh, he's going to be out for about three months. Uh, that will affect um, definitely the set play threat of Accrington, even though Nolan came on and scored a free kick at the end. And he, he's got a good delivery and he's probably going to play more. But more importantly, from our point of view, it will affect the penalties. Now, this is pretty cut and dry. Uh, Tommy Lees took, score, took, score, took four and scored four last season. Um, when McConville was out. So there's no doubt he will be the taker. Now, this isn't actually a selection because his price isn't that appealing this week away at Salford, but it's, it's more of a mention as, as someone to monitor over the next few months. I like it. Some good advice there. <laughs> Should we... Um, let's round up then, John, because there's a fair bit there and there's a fair bit of combinations here or there. Um I'll I'll let you go through in your head how you need to summarise your voice. I've got a point on Jack Stevens um, for Southampton at 16. Let's put a point on Omar Shawumni for Sutton at 22s. Let's, um, let's cross our fingers and um, put the full force of the notebook behind Jacob uh, Bedo, uh, 0.5 point at 28 to 1. Um, for the uh, Morecambe centre half and um, hey let's reach for the stars 0.5 on Dimitri Mitchell 2 plus of 50s for an Exeter side that are playing well um, over to you John what have we got we're coming out swinging this season aren't we absolutely um, uh, the in the championship we've got you know, on the Sunday game we've got Ryan Andrews at 22 to 1 a one point win for Watford at home to Blackburn. Also in the championship, we've got Joe Roden at a half a point win at 33 to 1 for Leeds at Ipswich. In League One, we've got Charlie Hughes, one point win, 16 to 1, Wigan at home to Barnsley. And in League Two, this is where it gets confusing. We have um, Elliot Lee, two points win, seven to two, and one point win, 30, uh, two plus at 30 to 1. We have Will Wright for Crawley versus Swindon, one point win, 14 to 1. And we also have what I've titled here a multi penalty, penalty taker special, possibly in brackets. Um, <laughs> so we're going to have a uh, point, uh, half a point Trixie, Elliot Lee, seven to two, Will Wright, 14 to 1. And don't worry, everyone. Who, James who is Tilly. it? Who is it? <laughs> no, no, don't. Oh, sorry, yeah, James Tilly. Yeah, a, yeah. a new name. A new name for you, <laughs> listeners. Uh, considering Wimbledon are at home to Forest Green, um, don't look particularly good. Uh, three to one is a little bit galling, but you could be argued, especially on last week. Again, he should be a little bit shorter. I think he sh- possibly should be around the five to two mark. So yeah, Elliot Lee. James Tilly and Will Wright in a trick seat, and they will all take a penalty this weekend, Gav. 
we, things we love to see. Um, it, it, spreading our net far and wide, um, being creative around the bets that we are having uh, is is okay all down to one person paying his way this season <laughs> but it is it's, nevertheless it's okay <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless what a glowing it endorsement is it is paying its way uh this season um hey if uh, if james tilly wants to uh wants to score late on this weekend after we've uh, had a half a dozen winners already, then it will still be welcome. Uh, John, what a fantastic rundown of um, all three divisions within the championship. Bit of a bit of league one goal expectancy insight, bit of um, transfer news from the championship and, um, and yes, yeah, some, uh, some Morecambe centre half um, theory. Um, what's not to love about 31 minutes with the Anytime Notebook on a Thursday evening John I think we'll leave it there um, anything more to say John it, it, I get the feeling you want me to say more but I'm, uh, I've actually run out of notes which never happens so um, what can we what can, what can we talk about the um, it got quite professional there with the goal expectancy but it, it soon descended into my usual rambling about notes <laughs> I do think it's uh, uh, seriously. I think it's too early because um, a lot of that, especially in League Two, if you, I know you can say this about anything, but you take out the Wrexham games in particular, mm. and that total comes right down. So you know, it's like it's like anything. Um, you need a sample size, Gav. A bit like this podcast, we need a sample size. <laughs> Seven years is just too small. You can't judge us on that. No, you can't. No. You can't. No. Um, I, I tell you what, we should talk about. It's what we're approaching the end of the first calendar month, right? In the in the football league, um, at some point in the near future, we should start to um, take a deep dive into some of those anti-post markets to see whether oh, good idea any value um, exists. Um, awesome John pleasure as always whatever you are back in this weekend uh, be lucky be sensible um, enjoy your football this weekend enjoy your bank holiday as well um, if you can do um, John we'll do we'll do it all again next week shall we we will mate yeah nice message at the end there for listeners very sensible message and everybody have a safe and fun bank holiday weekend mm-hmm.